Well, good evening. Glad you've joined us again for our Wednesday night uh, Bible study and devotion and prayer time. Uh, glad that you've taken the time out to do this. We've been studying uh, the Sermon on the Mount and we've begun with the Beatitudes. And so we're continuing with that tonight <clears throat> and we're talking about Matthew chapter 5 verse 5. And the Beatitude is, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So turn with me to Matthew chapter 5, and we will read the, uh, the, the Beatitude that we're going to be looking at tonight. Uh, Matthew 5, 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Remember, we're going to review almost every week, again, what a Beatitude is. A beatitude is a New Testament-style proverb. Uh, it is a, they're short statements of, um, of wisdom, and they are short statements that are easy to remember and to, and to memorize, and they are statements of what it's like uh, to live in the kingdom of God. Uh, they are statements that will uh, characterize citizenship in God's kingdom in the future when God's um, will is done on earth as it is in heaven as we pray when we pray the Lord's Prayer. Uh, when Christ comes back, He will set up His earthly kingdom for a thousand years and then during that period of time when believers uh, are on the earth uh, and Christ is ruling on the earth then then God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven and so these Beatitudes are statements of what the life or what the personal characteristics and the kinds of things that will be qualities that will be in the, in the believers life during the kingdom time and so because of that we are being taught to uh, have these characteristics develop in our life now and as we as because we are citizens of the kingdom and we are citizens of, of, uh, of God's um, reign on earth the kingdom of God exists already on earth and so as as citizens of that then we need to be learning how to live that and have the kind of character qualities and characteristics in our life that, um, that that reflect that. So these Beatitudes then are New Testament style Proverbs. They talk about the characteristics of people, uh, the, the qualities in people's lives that ought to exist because we are citizens of God's kingdom. So we want to talk about the form of the Beatitudes. We want to review that each week. Uh, a Beatitude starts off with uh, the statement of blessed is the man, blessed is the person. Um, uh, blessedness is not just happiness. Uh, we've said this before. Happiness is a word of, a, of, a, of an emotion, a pleasant emotion that is based on circumstances. Nothing wrong with being happy. Nothing wrong with, with enjoying and liking the circumstances that are around. But happiness is a circumstance-driven positive emotion. Blessedness uh, is not simply happiness. It is a sense of well-being. It is a pleasant uh, experience, but it is not based on the the changes and the chances of unchangeable circumstances. So a person can be blessed. A person can be experiencing blessedness uh, regardless of the circumstances that are around them. So some of these beatitudes that we we're looking at are very positive things. Some of them are relatively negative. Like last week, we looked at uh, blessed are those who mourn. Well, mourning and grieving and suffering and those kinds of things 
are not particularly uh, pleasant. And so the Beatitudes specifically says that a person can be blessed, they can experience uh, peace and comfort and joy even in uh, negative circumstances. So Beatitudes, or, or the form of them, is a, is, is a quality or an experience, a, a, an emotion is of, of being blessed. Blessed is the man, joyful is the man. I really like what I'm hearing these days oftentimes in, in the checkout lines and, and when greetings are being said, you know, how are you doing today? Well, um, many times the response will be doing fine, great, whether, whether we're doing fine or great or not. More and more I'm hearing people respond, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. I, I like that because that shows a, a, an awareness of blessed re is, is something that is positive regardless of the circumstances. So we're talking about, about the beatitude of uh, meekness. So blessed is the blessed are the meek. So what is meekness? Uh, it's a word that it's not really used a whole lot these days. It's uh, usually translated humble uh, in the more modern translations. Um, the, you, you'll see the the word that is uh, in the Greek there uh, translated as humble, uh, and that that's a pretty good. Um, definition, uh, but we're going to dig into it a little bit more this evening to get a better understanding of what it means. First off, the word meekness or meek does not mean weak. We often think of it as a person who is meek, who is kind of mealy-mouthed and kind of a doormat and kind of uh, just, just weak and can't really do anything for himself. Therefore, he must lay down and let people walk all over him and trample him and, and, and act like he enjoys it. You know that that's the idea of weakness or meekness uh, these days, but that's uh, that that's not what it means. In fact, it's just the opposite. Meek is not weakness. Uh, the Greeks had a because uh, the New Testament was written during an, an an ancient time, the time of the Romans, and the 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 literary language of the day was Greek, and so the Greeks uh, used the Greek word that is translated meek in the New Testament. Uh, and they and they used it uh, the uh, um, to describe a a a, a mild mannered uh, person, a person who uh, is easy going, not necessarily humble, but just sort of just just sort of good natured. Okay, uh, they they uh, they were good natured and 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 forthcoming. Uh, in the, their their behavior and how they related to other people, uh, the Greek philosopher Aristotle used it as a teaching tool of, of a pleasant uh, type of a personality trait. And uh, Aristotle said that the meek man is always angry at the right things and never angry at the wrong things. Just very even-tempered kind of a kind of a fellow. And so the Greeks used the word. It was it was. Um, common, uh, it was a common word, they understood it, but we're not interested in the worldly view or the Greek view of what this particular word means. We are interested in the scriptural meaning of what this word means. Now Jesus used the term to refer to himself. In, uh, in, in Matthew 11, 29, he says, I am meek and lowly of heart. And so that context there is Jesus instructing his disciples on how to uh, rest in him. He, he, he says, my, my, you know, take my yoke upon you. My burden is light 
and you will not be weary. Come to me who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For I am meek and lowly of heart. You will find that my, my yoke, if you'll take my yoke upon you, I'll carry the load. My yoke is light, the burden is easy, and you will find rest in me. And that whole context there is about letting the strength of Jesus carry the burdens that we carry. So meek cannot possibly mean weak. It, it, it is an understanding of it is strength. It is strength that is under control and under pressure. And Jesus uh, actually defined himself as being a meek person. And the purpose of that was that we, he was strong enough to bear our burdens for us. If we would take his yoke upon us, let him guide us, that he would bear the burden for us. So meek is a, is a, is a statement of strength. Um, so what is meekness? Meekness is a spiritual temperament. Uh, it, is a, it is a way of, of con conducting ourselves in the world. Uh, a, a spiritual temperament. Uh, first off, it is a spiritual temperament uh, that produces a quiet strength. And it accepts God's dealings with us as being good and beneficial and therefore without dispute or resistance. In Jeremiah 29, a very famous passage that we're all familiar with, uh, where, where God says, I have plans for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you uh, a, a hope and a future. We all like that verse. But that verse comes after the first, but the verses just prior to that, where Jeremiah is telling the, the, the people of Israel who have been taken away into captivities, you guys are going to be here for 70 years. This is going to be a long time uh, experience for the nation of Israel. It's going to be multi-generational. So settle down, make homes, uh, act for the good of the of the environment and that that you're in. Be the be uh, confident. Don't lose your trust and faith in me and your and your your commitment to me as your God. But this is going to be a time when you are when you are away from your homeland. It's going to be seventy years long. And I want you to remember that I have good plans for you. I have plans to, to prosper you. So meekness is, is, a, is a temperament that produces a spiritual or quiet strength. And it accepts God's dealings with us as being good and beneficial. And therefore, we accept them without dispute and without resistance. Third thing is, is that meekness is a spiritual temperament that allows us to face life with confidence that God permits problems and challenges for us and, and, uh, and, and, the, and it's for the purpose of perfecting our faith and perfecting our character. In James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4, another very familiar passage for us, it says that we are to count it all joy, my brethren, when we fall into various trials or various tests because we know that these experiences work to our good. And so the person who, who accepts the trials and accepts the testing is acting in a meek way. He is understanding that, uh, that, that meekness is a spiritual temperament and it allows us to see life and life's experiences, whether they are pleasant or unpleasant, or whether we consider them good or bad, to be to our benefit and for the development of our character. So that's the meaning of meekness. 
the the um, a spiritual temperament. It is a quiet strength. It 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 recognizes God's sovereign control over the universe, and it, it allows us to live a life that is uh, that is calm. We don't we don't have to range from the anxieties and the worries that the rest of the world has. So the beatitude says that the meek shall inherit the earth. So now we want we want to take a look at what does it mean. Uh, to inherit the earth, the uh, first first meaning of that is that in, in it's found in First Peter, and it says that we experience the spiritual good provided through Christ. Experience the spiritual good that is provided through Christ. Now, wait, what does that mean? I mean, First Peter talks about that we have the joy of our salvation. Psalm says, "Restore unto me the joy of my salvation." There are some spiritual benefits. To um, to being a Christian, we 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 live a life that uh, allows us to have the Holy Spirit living in us, and we can have the fruit of the Spirit: love, joy, peace, long suffering. Those kinds of experiences. Most of those, by the way, are emotions. Some of them are mental understandings of things. But basically, the fruit of the Spirit are are benefits of of life that that God gives us spiritual benefits because of our relationship with him. So when we inherit the earth, then those spiritual benefits, those fruit of the spirit are, are powerful and they are working in our lives in this life, in this world, so that we can, we can live in the world that is beset by sin and beset by difficulties and having uh, what the Bible calls fruit that is experienced because of the spirit of God living in us. The second quality of what it means to inherit the earth is that we enjoy the temporal blessings of life based on the promises of God. Now, a spiritual blessing is something that is internal, that is provided to us by God Himself because His Spirit indwells us. Temporal means temporary. It means physical. Um, and, and, and it means the, the, the outward experiences because of the physical consequences and the physical senses that we have in this life. So the temporal blessings of life, we enjoy those uh, because of a uh, because we are believers and we live on earth. Now, any human being uh, that lives on the earth, whether they are a believer or not, experiences temporal blessings. The very fact that God still allows the sun to rise and He holds the universe together. The Bible says it's through the, through the power of Christ that, they, that all things consist, they hold together. And so whether we're a believer or not, uh, we enjoy the, the creation that God has made and that he maintains uh, by his sovereign will. So there, there, are, there are enjoyments, there are fun things, there are, there are pleasant things. We, we, can, we can enjoy a life that has pleasure, temporal pleasure in it. But as a believer, then there is an added dimension to that, and that is part of inheriting the earth. The earth was created for God's creation. We are part of God's creation. Sin corrupted that creation, and it affects the creation. It, 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 the Bible says that creation groans under the curse of sin. But, but this, this creation was made for our temporal blessings. The, the the Garden of Eden, the fruit and the the, the, the food in the, in the garden, it was pleasant and it was pleasing and it was enjoyable. That was God's intent from the very beginning. Uh, it was only because of sin. 
and the fall that it corrupted all that and there's and not only do you have good things to experience in this temporal creation we have uh, hurtful and evil and hardship to experience in this creation but part of inheriting the earth is is inheriting the spiritual blessings of our relationship with Christ as well as the temporal but the most important aspect of the most the, the most significant meaning of the meek shall inherit the earth really has more to more to do than spiritual blessings of salvation and enjoying the temporal blessings of this creation the the the, the meaning of inherit the earth is best i think uh, uh, described by, by saying is that we will inherit the earth in our life to come when Christ's kingdom uh, is on earth and then forevermore after. What does that mean? We will believers will inherit the will literally inherit the earth uh, when Christ comes back in Revelation chapter 21 verses 1 through 9, especially verse 7. He is talking about after the great tribulation after God's wrath is poured out on all ungodliness after uh, everything is done after Christ comes back and he has set up his earthly kingdom uh, there is a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem and all of this the earth is recreated or is re renewed uh, as, as, as part of Christ coming back and in Revelation chapter 21, it literally it says literally that we will inherit this. We will we we get we get to live in a in a recreated or a rebirthed or a reformed earth after the curse of sin has been eliminated, and we get to live in that. Now that hasn't happened yet. We look forward to that. But, the, with the, but when the meek inherit the earth, the people who have who experience a quiet strength, because we, we, we've learned to live in a state of blessed nature and blessedness, we've learned what it means to have this quiet strength, uh, to trust God and accept God uh, uh, for what he does, and, and that, that, we, that we can rest in that. The reward for that experience and that character quality is the inheritance of the earth. And so when when... That, that's kind of hard to wrap our mind around, but the, the, the Bible clearly says that we will inherit a new Jerusalem, a new heaven, and a new earth, a renewed heaven, and a renewed earth. It was, it's kind of a hard thing to imagine, but it is something that will take place in the future and then forevermore after that. So, we can come to the meaning then of the third beatitude. And it is this. It says, Oh, the bliss of the man who, pos who possesses a spiritual temperament that produces a quiet strength and accepts God's dealings with him as being good and beneficial without dispute or resistance and lives with the confidence that life's experiences, both good and bad, are under God's control. For they shall experience the spiritual good provided through and in Christ and enjoy the blessings of life both now and in the future. You need to learn to be meek. And so uh, it, it, it takes some putting aside of self, it takes putting dying to self and dying to our own interests and dying to our own uh, control of things to experience meekness. But it, this is one of the Beatitudes that is really full of tremendous blessing and promises. 
Hope that you're going to have a good evening tonight. Take a few minutes now to pray with your family. Use the prayer, the prayer request that you're aware of. And uh, we, we uh, encourage you to spend some time in prayer with your loved ones. And we will see you again next Wednesday night. Goodbye.